strength, speed, power, all things Dexter Athletics. Welcome to the Iron Grid Podcast. Here's your host, strength and conditioning coach, Chris Whitaker. And we're back here on episode 8 of the IDP Iron Dread Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, as always, Chris Whitaker, coming to you live to record from beautiful upstate New York. Went home for the holiday season, spent time with my family out in New York. Uh, We have a good show for you today. Our special guest is going to be Coach Lauren Thompson of the Dexter Ladies Basketball Program. She'll be on later on in the show. But we're going to dive right into it with our weekly recap and look ahead. With the conclusion of the first week of winter break, we have no athletic contest to report uh, because everybody was off enjoying their break. However, looking ahead, this week we do have some of our teams, our Iron Dread athletes, in competition. First thing is Thursday, Thursday, January 4th. Freshman girls basketball going to be playing at Alvet at 4 p.m. We also have on Friday, all our girls' basketball teams will be in action on their home floor at Dexter High School. Freshmen start at 4, JV 5.30, and varsity at 7, all against Bedford at home on Friday. This coming Saturday, January 6th, we have wrestling down at, or up at Parma in their tournament, and the ice hockey program will be playing the Dexter Winter Classic at Ottawa Park in Toledo against the Northwest Eagles. This is an outdoor hockey contest, ladies and gentlemen, a special event for our Iron Dread hockey players against Northwest Eagles at 7 p.m. again at Ottawa Park in Toledo. And that's all we have looking ahead this week, week two of winter break. So before we jump into our interview with our special guest, Coach Lauren Thompson, I'd just like to give a little Iron Dread recap right now. Obviously, we didn't lift this week or train at all because of the winter break and being away. But we're looking ahead and we're excited for the future here coming in 2018. Hopefully, everyone, uh, all our Iron Dread athletes, is enjoying their break, enjoying their time off, getting to uh, spend some time with the ones they love. But as far as the Iron Dread program goes, we started in 2017 towards the tail end here, and we're really looking forward to 2018 and rolling out some new training principles, some more uh, motivational things that we're going to put out there for our kids, some things that are going to make it even more fun. We already have a ton of fun in the weight room, and we're getting a lot of good work in, and we only want to improve on that moving forward. So I hope from... All of us here in the Iron Dread program, Coach Whitaker and Coach Jacobs, hopefully uh, everybody had the merriest of Christmases or whatever holiday you celebrate, Hanukkah, and are planning on having a great new year as well because we're excited in the Iron Dread program to kick off 2018 with a bang. 
So before we jump in with Coach Thompson, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with Coach Lauren Thompson of the Girls Basketball Program. The Iron Dread Podcast is brought to you in part by Crank It Up DJ Service and Line Dance Instruction, available for all your DJ and line dance needs. Please visit crankitupdjdancing.com for booking information. So crank it! All right, here we are. We're back live the Iron Dread Podcast, Room 302, Dexter High School, here with Coach Lauren Thompson from Girls Basketball. Hey, Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. We're here uh, getting close to the holiday break. As you're listening to this, it's uh, probably well past holiday break, probably into the uh, week of New Year's here. Um, but we got Coach in. Uh, just off a basketball game last night, coming in early, uh, first hour here, talking on the podcast. So, Coach, uh, one of the things we always do right, when we start here with the Iron Dread podcast is I like to ask all the guests, like, what's your story? How did you wind up here at Dexter Schools? So I graduated from Dexter. I am a um, product of Dexter Schools. Never thought I'd ever come back and teach here or coach here. I thought I was going to get out and be out and stay forever out of Dexter, but um I went to Wittenberg University after Dexter and played basketball there for a year before I had some pretty major hip surgery. Um, Attended there on a vocal music scholarship, was a music minor there in pre-med, and then got a pharmaceutical sales job after that and did that for four and a half years. Got married, had my son, decided to go into education, which is what everybody told me I should have done the entire time I was at Wittenberg, which was be a teacher, Lauren, you'd be great at it. Um, so I student taught back, I was lived in Atlanta, lived in Ohio, and then had my son wanted to be closer to my family. So moved home, did my student teaching back here with Mike Babinaw. Um, and of course, when I moved back, came back into coaching. I played basketball here all four years, um, on varsity, um, was a captain. And I think I'm still the winningest player to ever play for Dexter. So. That's kind of how I got here, and then I got um, my teaching job first at Whitmore Lake and then moved over here as a special ed teacher about five years ago, and then last year they started a new position for me as graduation coach for the district, so that's kind of what I do here. Yeah, I was uh, doing some research on you before we came in here, and I saw on the website talking about the graduation coach position and mm-hmm. how you're helping a lot of kids, and I know a lot of my students... Uh, come to uh, come to see you and they're working with you for different things and you're helping them helping them along I'd like to think so so the first guest on the Iron Dread podcast here folks that is a uh, Dexter alum I am I'm Dexter alumni okay, a lot of us are from other places but you're from here mm-hmm. all right so we talked a little bit about your history in athletics there you played basketball uh, in high school all four years here um, and you played a little bit in college uh, obviously, we know that you coach basketball and done those things, but have you gotten into any other sports? Did you play any, any other sports in high school? Did you, you know? Yep, I played uh, volleyball and ran track in high school. Um, and then at Wittenberg, I was getting, I got 
recruited by the track coach to hurdle. Um, and then when I was getting ready to do that, that's when I had my hip surgery. So hurdling was gone, but I ended up, I loved doing that before that happened. Um, and then I really got into CrossFit about five years ago. I had my L1 cert for that and coached in Ann Arbor for a couple years. And then to be honest, got a little burned out. It was a little too much day in and day out competition, but I loved the weightlifting, the Olympic lifting portion of it made me feel strong and um, I don't know, powerful as a woman to be in there and be able to move weight the way that I was moving weight. Um, so lifting became, I wish I had more time this year to do it. I was really, really into it. I was lifting about six days a week and actually had to buy new clothes because I got so big. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody at school, all the teachers and administrators were all making quick, you know, comments about my guns and everything, but um, so lifting and uh, power lifting, I guess, surprisingly, was something that I really got into. Uh, before that, I was really into Pilates. Um, so I, I think just like movement in general and like the health of the body is super important to me and always has. And so I think I bring that to our basketball program. The girls end up loving that piece of it. I think it makes them feel powerful as well. Absolutely. I mean, in our experience now since starting the Iron Dread program, I mean, you guys have been gracious with your girls and sending them to us. You know, I know you ran all the uh, strength and conditioning stuff for for the girls, and they came in that much further ahead. Yeah. Um, and it's been great working with them because they have that. They learn that from you, that love of training. Mm-hmm. Even in the mornings when we get them up, these basketball girls folks are coming in at 6.50 in the morning. Sometimes after an, an away game the night before, they're getting up early in the morning coming in, and they're not always motivated um, to be in there. But once we get them going, you can see it, that it's ingrained in them, that they, they, they want to train, they want to get after it. And we got girls in there uh, outlifting the boys. Uh, for sure, um, not only in weight on the bar, but intensity and effort as well. And I think even from that, they're they're still making strides. They're still making gains and getting stronger here each each day. Yeah, it's exciting. It, I don't know. As a woman, it's exciting to see young girls, you know, take pride in their body and their health and being strong and thinking that that's that's a that's a beautiful thing, um, rather than you know teeny tiny little skinny girl so I, I take pride in that my girls love that and want to get after it absolutely I mean it, it's you know sometimes you know you said it sometimes girls are so uh, they're afraid to lift right they're afraid to get in there and get after it um, it's not going to hurt them uh, what, mm-hmm. I had a girl the other day say something to me about oh uh, you know I don't want to lift uh, too much coach because I don't want to get too you know too big or too, too <laughs> yeah. manly and I explained to them how that all works mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot that goes into that right uh, there's a lot that goes into putting uh, mass on and putting weight on here mm-hmm. uh, and uh, a lot of nutrition stuff and and a lot of training right we got to go into that um, so obviously you know, the next spot we go from here is I, I always ask the questions. Oh, what does strength and conditioning mean to you? Mm. We know you're you're one of the, one of the people that come in and you're really training. Right? We've had you know Coach Mackey and Coach Ivan on, and Coach Ivan's now getting back in, into the strength game with me. But a lot of Coach Mackey's more of a um, cardiovascular guy. Coach Ivan was more of a cardiovascular guy after he finished up with his uh, you know football playing career, but. What is strength and conditioning, right, in our Iron Dread program? What, what does it mean to you? What is it going to give the athletes that are involved in it? To me, I mean, honestly, um, I was a cardio girl as well for a long time. I think because, um, you know, 
the weight room can be intimidating, I think, especially for girls. You walk in, there's all this equipment. Um, and so you don't really know what to do, so you just avoid it. So it's easier just to run. Um, so to me, strength and conditioning from the female perspective is it gives a girls a better idea of what their physical capabilities are. It allows them to be more comfortable when they're playing sports with their body control. Um, it allows them to feel more powerful, even if they're even if they're not yet. There's that mentality that's like, oh, I just slung around that weight. I just cleaned, you know, 105 pounds or whatever it is, 130. And so I can I can take that girl out. I can I can d her up. So I think just the menta- the mental piece of strength and conditioning is really important. But I think it also sets our kids up to be you know well rounded athletes. Um, ideally, we'd have multi sport athletes. Unfortunately, we don't really have a lot of that now. But I think with strength and conditioning, we we possibly could see more just because they can see what that kind of training can do for their body. And having different athletes from different sports in there at the same time, I think also allows kids to see, you know, what other teams are doing and what other sports are doing. Um, But I think it just sets them up for success mentally and physically on the playing field or on the court. They're better prepared athletes to handle whatever's thrown at them. Absolutely. I I agree 100% with, with everything you said. Uh, well, we're getting getting these kids in there together, and we're, we are we're gaining that that mental advantage. Yeah, right? hey, we're not just dread strong anymore. We're dread stronger with a capital E R. That's, that's exactly right? right. You know, that's right. we're we're getting there, and this Iron Dread program and all these teams that have been involved. Obviously, not all our athletic teams are involved, and you know, I think that's a shame. Right. That not all our athletic teams are involved, and I, I you know, running this program and Coach Jacobs, you know, we want to help everybody. Right. Um, some people, you know, some I shouldn't say some people, some programs, you know, have found it that it, you know they they're making a selection to not be involved to not show up, um, but the ones that are, we're, we're going to unite together. You know, we're 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 Iron Dread athletes. You know, we got Iron Dread basketball players, Iron Dread wrestlers, Iron Dread yeah. uh, dancers. Our Iron Dread dancers, the dance team, they're they're tearing it up. They're they're next to girls basketball. I'd say that. Girls basketball being number one as far as getting in there, getting after it, those dancers are, are right there in second. And to have two of our strongest performing groups be female groups, I right. think is awesome. Right. I, you know, we expect the football guys to come in and get after it, uh, uh, you know, because it's football, right? It's just stereotypically we think, all right, hey, these football players are going to come in and lift. But our two strongest groups, and Coach Jacobs would agree, uh, are girls basketball and our dancers. So shout out to the dancers <laughs> yeah. and the girls basketball kids again well and i think it's what i also enjoy about your program is that the boys and girls are in there at the same time so it gives the boys a little insight into oh these girls can grind you know whatever stereotypes or whatever feelings i have about girls and their capabilities to me gets shattered in there because we do have girls that are lifting more than boys in there and we we do they can see the girls can really put some work in and mm-hmm. and the girls the same way they sometimes they seem to think that boys are generally stronger in will than them and you can see that that doesn't happen in there it's, it's an mm-hmm. equal playing field for all of them so i i love that piece of your program that's what, that's what we try to do we try to do we train male athletes excuse me male athletes and female athletes the same yep. right the programming's the same the attitude's the same and we just keep working working with everybody all right. So uh, we know that you're a big CrossFit person. Mm-hmm. Um, how long did you competed in CrossFit as well? Mm-hmm. Right? How, how long did you, uh, you compete? We know that's your preferred training style still today, right? You're still training that way. 
Uh, how long did you compete, and uh, how often are you training now? Oh, gosh. Well, um, let me think. I, I think I only did three or four competitions when I was – you know, in the mix of CrossFit. I did CrossFit for about three years religiously, you know, at least six, sometimes seven days a week. I coached for a year at CrossFit Treetown in Ann Arbor, and I still love those people. It's a great gym. Um, have been considering starting that up again. But I, uh, I started a second master's degree in the fall, like an idiot. And um, so I am, although I love my program, I don't have, it's an extra about 30 hours a week of work. And so I haven't had as much time. Um, weightlifting and fitness for me is my stress reliever. It is how I handle and cope with everyday life. And um, unfortunately, I haven't had a lot of time to do that this year. So right now I try to lift about three to four days a week, and then, which I haven't been able to do a self-confession um, this, the last three weeks. Um, but three to four days a week, I try to get in there and lift just Olympic weightlifting. I'm not, I, I'm just doing it at our high school. I'm not at a CrossFit gym right now. And then um, I run a lot, actually, uh, about five to six days a week. I run about six miles a day. Um, so, but it's, it's really important to me. I love the CrossFit world. It just, um, competing every single day when you're in your 30s is... <laughs> I'm a, I'm a competitor. I don't like to lose. And so going in and um, having to be the top of the board every single time, you know, at the prescribed weight was taking a toll on my body and, my, and mentally. Um, I wasn't finding lifting and working out to be a relief anymore. I was dreading going in because I didn't want to have to really lay it all out. Um, so now I, I feel better. I feel better just being in the weight room, just being able to, you know, sling weight around myself and kind of at my own pace for my own health. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's one of the motivating factors, I think, of CrossFit. Obviously, I'm not a CrossFit person, mm -hmm. but I've had many friends, you know, we've talked about it a little bit, but many friends involved in CrossFit. And that's one of the motivating things that gets people going with it yeah. is because here's the workout, right? right. The workout of the day, right? Yeah. And this is, we're trying to beat it for time and we're writing up, you know, Lauren, yeah. Uh, this guy, this guy, this guy, and everybody's competing against each other and trying to get better. Uh, and that's the motivating thing. That's what people get in. I think that's what people get hooked to it. Totally. Right. And totally. hey, I'm I'm a proponent of anything that gets people going, anything that gets people exercising and people like, go for it. Um, like I said, I've, not only you, but I've had many friends that uh, coach and teach CrossFit stuff as well. And, you know, they all say the same thing. You know, hey, it motivates me. It motivates me to get there. But yeah. like you said, once it becomes something where it's work for you. Right. Yeah, you know, training has to be has to be somewhat fun. And, and that's one thing we try to bring to the kids, you know, and uh, we're going to talk about music and stuff in a second. That's one of the ways that we make it fun. Right. Is through that. Uh, and it has to be. It has to be fun. It has to be enjoyable. Um, it can't be a grind your body into the ground every right. day, like you said. It's, well, it's got to be fun. Yeah, I used to have to have Judy, our, well, she's the athletic secretary now when I was at Creekside. Judy would literally cut the skin off of my hands from all of the blisters. Like there were days where I couldn't even move my hands because they were so blistered from doing muscle ups and mm -hmm. and all of my pull ups and stuff like that. So I was like, what am I doing to myself? But I will say the L1 training and teaching really gave me a great foundation to help teach kids the mechanics of lifting. Um, so I'm, I'm super thankful for that because when, you know, my coach at Treetown, my coaches were very technical and I think 
I was lucky to have that because some gyms don't have that. Um, they were really, really technical and picky. So I, that set me up for my own self. I know I'm doing things the right way, so I'm not hurting myself. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it can help kids not do that. I mean, the technique side of things is crucial, and we, we preach it to our kids. I mean, you hear it. Right? We got our little catchphrases, you know, brace the core, rip the floor, sit back. That that stuff yeah. is, is getting over. We actually had a kid make a meme, <laughs> the other, and it's all over the Internet. Um, um, I think Caroline, I believe, is, is her awesome. name. We'll give her a shout out. We're going to have her on the podcast soon. She said no, but I'll get her on here because yeah. um, she's, you know, obviously supporting the program enough to go and put that stuff out there. That's but awesome. The technique stuff is is crucial, and our Iron Dread athletes are hearing it all the time from all of us in that weight room, hammering technique. And you know, you said it. Sometimes there are CrossFit gyms that don't have that. Sometimes mm-hmm. there are regular gyms that don't have right, that. Right, right, right. Sometimes, you know, you go to a, a gym and pay to work with a personal trainer, that personal trainer might have got their certification in four hours online. <laughs> right. You know, true. and we fight this all the time, like quality training or people watch somebody on YouTube mm-hmm. and because it says fitness in their YouTube channel name, they believe them as gospel. Right. Um, so that's something that, that we struggle with or, or people that um, I'm sure you hear this a lot too. People that played a Division One sport, yes, or played a professional sport, they all of a sudden now are the gurus of training, right? Yes. When their whole time in their playing career, somebody was writing that training for them, just telling them what to do, right? Yep. You know, Coach Ivan and I were talking about it the other day. He's like, you know, he played at Indiana University. He was an offensive lineman. Okay. And he's like, yeah, we walked in and we got told the minimum. Hey, do this at this amount of time and then move there and do this. Like he, He's like, I know how to coach technique just because I've heard it for so long right. from my coaches, Like kind of like you said, but I don't know how to write programming. Right. I don't know how to make sure that this is right for a kid. And, and that's one thing that, you know, we're talking about having certified people. You know, you're certified, I'm certified, and Coach Jacobs has got a, a, some extended experience. Like that's, yeah. that's what we need. That's what we need to be teaching our athletes, not somebody that just – played a sport at the high level. I totally agree. Uh, It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Ah! (laughs) Ah. So that's one of the things we deal with. But uh, moving on in our program here, right? Obviously, we said we we love to play music, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think I know what song you may you may be picking for this because we've talked a lot about this. But you know what what's you know you're playing, you know you're doing your thing, you're you're banging out, you're cleaning jerks and uh, CrossFit or you're running. You know what's what's your song that you're gonna you're gonna put in your ears that you're gonna jam to? Oh gosh, well this might be a surprise actually, but I like some pretty intense rap. Is my favorite. Um, I love Eminem. Um, the Beast song from what's the boxing movie that has Ryan Gyllenhaal in it? That Beast song, I love that song. I can't remember, but Eminem sings that. And then um, there's a new song that I like called Destiny. I can run forever on this Destiny song. So I like some pretty intense rap. I also like old school rap, a little Dr. Dre and some Biggie. Um, little Tupac. I'm kind of... <laughs> we were getting after it with that yeah. last night. Yeah. Last night, Anthony Sanchez, right? Shout out to Anthony Sanchez. Yeah. Love it when you call me Big Papa. He throws his hands in the air like he's, he's a right. true player. Anthony Sanchez, 
Hey, you better listen to this, Sanchez. We're giving you a shout out on here. That's right. Uh, yeah, we, we we love it all. But I think music. You, a lot of people don't tie music to athletics typically, but you're right. Like mu- music is a really big motivator for kids. So I love that. It makes it fun. So that oh that Ryan uh, Gillenhall movie that's Southpaw. Yes, Southpaw. Yes, love yeah. that song. Uh, yeah. I all walked right. out of that movie and wanted to get after it a little bit. <laughs> So what's it? What's your song, Coach? We we have our weight room song of the week, and how we do this is every every guest that comes on, they they pick their their song, their one song, and we play it at the tail end of the show as our weight room oh, song of the week. Gosh, so, we can't play that one. That one's not appropriate. Um, I would say um, that right now my song is "Destiny" by this NF. I believe it's called Destiny by NF. Oh. All right, we will find we will find that song <laughs> and we'll get it on there. Now, uh, Trevor O'Brien, right? Last he was our last guest and he picked Trophies by Young Money. I love that song. I I, I never heard that song. Why? Before. It's a great hey, song. I mean, you know, we have uh, all kinds of uh, <laughs> you know all kinds of musical influences coming into this brain, but mm. that was one I had not heard. Love it. And I I, I got it. it. Took me a while to find a uh, edited version. Yes. Um, but I did. All right. Um, so we'll find we'll find this Destiny song. Mm-hmm. What's the who's the artist again? I don't know. It said NF. I think Destiny and. Right. You'll find All it. Right. I'll find it and, and and we'll get it on uh, we'll get it on here for our weight room song of the week for sure. All right, so coach, you get anything uh, exciting coming up for you in the near future, either professionally or or personally that you'd like to share? Yeah. Um, so I am currently getting my second master's, like I said, in po- applied positive psychology at the University of Pennsylvania. Um, I travel there every three weeks, and I have class for four days. Um, from 7.30 in the morning to 7.30 at night. And um, I'm really excited about that because um, my focus there is um, grit and resilience and how do we teach that to kids and how do we create curriculum in schools that can um, increase that in kids and then also um, increase the connectedness between our teachers and students and students to students and um, basically looking at strengths of kids and how do we apply that through adversity and how do we apply that um, within their schooling. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting. I'm really excited to be a part of that program. Oh, definitely helping, you know, I think part of our job as teachers and coaches is to prepare kids for the real world. Right. And hey, Rocky Balboa, right? The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows <laughs> out there, right? Things are going to be difficult. Uh, you're going to fail, children. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, going to happen. Uh, I've I failed way, way, way more times than I've ever gotten things right. Um, and I think you learn more from those failures in life than just getting things right all the time. Right. And you know? I think a lot of times, you know, I'm a parent. Um, and I think a lot of time parents and teachers, we try to shield our kids from that failure because we don't like the way it makes them feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, so sometimes I think empathy for our kids is not a good thing. And that the only way that they are going to learn is through having to go through that and feel those emotions and then understand and have the skills and the knowledge to get themselves through that so they come out with some kind of growth. So hopefully I'll be able to bring that to Dexter Schools when I'm done. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely sit down and talk more yeah. about it, obviously, because that's one thing that we try to teach in the weight room. Hey, you learn, you learn a lot about uh, resilience when, hey, you got five reps, max effort in the squat, and uh, we need to gut these out. Right. Uh, there's no option of stopping at two or three. Um, there's no, when it starts to become uncomfortable, 
stopping right. right as long as we're safe within our technique and doing what we're supposed to do of course right now we're gonna gut those out we're gonna grind these things out and, and, and we learn through lifting i believe and that's where i think where i learned the most to per- persevere and continue to push you know through that struggle right through that struggle and it is the struggle it is the difficult part of mm-hmm. the lifting that makes the difference right right that if, if we're not going in and doing things this is one another thing that i i get on my soapbox about all the time people tell me that they're going in and lifting and in reality they're going in there and they're going through the motions right, all right? and that and that's something that we've been really harping on our kids the last couple of weeks like you know, we brought them in early. We kept their intensities relatively low because we're trying to teach them movement, right? right. We, we get everybody in there when they're all gung-ho the first week, right? They're slapping all kinds of weight on the bar, <laughs> yeah. and they're not ready for it. They're not ready for that. All right? So we try to keep intensity, or we use the RPE scale and keep it keep it low, and then we gradually build it up. And now we're getting to the point where it's like, okay, guys, you got that experience. You got a little bit of time under the bar now. Let's go. Right. Now it's time to start getting that training response. Let's go. Let's get after it. And some of our kids, they overshoot. Yep. And then some of them still way undershoot. I think the majority of our kids still under. 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 Yeah. Under. And um, Well, know. I heard, I, I don't know, I was creating a motivational video because I do that for our girls basketball team for every game. There's a, a SEAL, Navy SEAL um, soldier who is saying that when your mind is telling you that you have to stop, you're really only at 40%. You got 60% more to go. And he lives by that 40% rule that you, you, when your mind starts telling you you're tired, that's when you know you've got 60% more to go. So that I think is really telling. And, and our girls might really thought about that. They really reflected on that. Like, oh, okay, well, I do have more in the tank. So I think teaching kids that they have that extra 60% is going to serve them well later in life. Absolutely. Um, is that, um, that's, uh, I think I have heard that before, that 40% rule. Yeah. Um, who is that guy? Oh, man. He's a SEAL. I yeah. Know that. Yeah. Uh, he's a SEAL, and I am, I'm looking right now, folks, I'm looking right on the internet to, <laughs> to find this guy, because I've heard it. Um, Jesse it's, Itzler. Yes. Eisler. Yes, Itzler. Eisler, I think. Eisler. Yeah. 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 Hey, and with this, like those SEALs, right, and these military soldiers, there's so many books and stuff they've put out there. Um, uh, have you um, ever heard of the SEAL Fit stuff? With, I have, uh, yes. Like, I've listened to a podcast with that guy. His name is slipping me right now. Um, I, I know who you're talking about. I, I can't remember his name either. Listen to some stuff from him. Um, Jocko Willink. Yes. Um, and Leif Babin. I read their book mm-hmm. on um, extreme ownership, which mm-hmm. I think was a, a huge one. It's more of a leadership focus, but great, great stuff. Yeah. Um, and our, our kids need to know that. Right. Our kids need to know that where your mental limits are, you can go past that. Right. Or, or that if people haven't believed that in life, they, they wouldn't, records wouldn't be broken, things wouldn't be obtained. Like, you know, the example, they thought that, you know, a mile could never be run in under four minutes. Right. Exactly. Right. And then all of a sudden, one guy refused to accept that as a social norm, worked and worked and worked and worked, failed and failed and failed, and then eventually did it. Now, I think the, the statistics are like there's over, you know, 50 people right. in the world that have run a sub four minute mile. Right. You know, they said, you, you know, people couldn't squat over a thousand pounds. Well, right. <laughs> a thousand pounds raw, folks, meaning with no special enhancements or gear, a weightlifting belt and maybe some knee wraps. That's about it. Right. right? And now there's, multiple multiple guys squatting over a thousand pounds yeah it's 
the the mentality of this is only as far as I can get, and I'm not not going to get any further. It, it doesn't help. Yep. Uh, we're going to push people to overachieve, right? and we're going to get there. Push past those mental limits, right? And Tough they'll be better to for it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Coach. So uh, I won't keep uh, keep you too much longer here. Um, my only last thing I have for you is: Do you have any professional social media pages or websites that, if you know, our, our podcast listeners that might not know you or want to follow you and what you're doing, uh, do you have any of those pages out there to direct people towards? Or I I am on Twitter. I will tell you that um, I want. I can't even. I don't even know what my handle is though. Um, I want to say it's something. I'll have to look it up. I'll look it up really quick. But I'm not there yet. I am not a huge social media girl. Um, Currently, um, a girl that I am working with in my program, her and I are creating a website to, as part of our program, which we're going to be calling it matteringminds.com. So look out for that eventually. Um, But we are going to be focusing on teaching the resilience and grit and mattering and belonging in schools. And we'll have a resource there for parents and teachers um, that we will be able to go to. Uh, my Twitter handle is at LT Dreads. Um, but I honestly don't post a lot of stuff on there. Mm-hmm. But um, eventually I'll get a little bit better with social media. I just, I'd rather have face-to-face connections with people um, than have that. Yeah, it is. I'm, the social media side of things to me, like, kind of gets people to look and see what you're doing. Right. But obviously, we're we're gonna we're not gonna make emotional connections with anybody over social media. Right. So uh, we'll post up your your Twitter um, in the description of the show, and then when your website comes out, make sure you let us know. We'll talk about it on the podcast again. Maybe when it drops, we'll have you back on again. That'd be awesome. Um, and you can talk about the website and about those things. Um, and we want to support those that support us, and you've definitely supported us in the Iron Dread program from day one, yes. uh, you and Coach Bavino. So we, we really appreciate that. So that'll be all for us, folks. Uh, another interview in the books here on the Iron Dread podcast. All right, Coach Thompson, thank you again for coming in and giving us your time. Thank you very much. All right, and we're out. <laughs> Bye. So thank you again to Coach Lauren Thompson for coming in and giving us that great interview. It was really a lot of fun to talk with her. And we enjoyed it, and we'll have her back on again soon once her website drops. So, as per tradition here, episode 8 of the Iron Dread Podcast, we couldn't close out the show without that weight room song of the week. So like last, I'm spilling these rats long as you feel So here it is, the Weight Room Song of the Week, picked this week by our special guest on the IDP, Coach Lauren Thompson. It is Destiny by NF. Turn it up. Hey!
was proud, I don't think he knew what that meant to me. Yeah, you try to take advantage of me before you die, you'll be dead to me. Before you die, you'll be dead to me. Laugh when they question me, y'all ain't no threat to me. I'm just fulfilling my destiny. I'm just fulfilling my destiny. To the death of me. I'm just fulfilling my destiny. I'm just fulfilling my destiny. I'm just fulfilling my destiny. To the death of me. I'm just fulfilling my destiny. Hey, you know I keep it real honest, real topics. And there you have it, folks, our weight room song of the week this week, Destiny by NF, chosen by Coach Lauren Thompson, our special guest this week on the IDP. So that's all we have for this week. Until next time, remember, strength is never a weakness. Tough people always win. We are on a quest to become dread stronger. I'm Chris Whitaker, signing off. Thanks for listening to the Iron Dread Podcast. Please note that all views and opinions expressed in this podcast are the sole views of the individuals stating the opinions and not the views of the Dexter Community Schools. Also, please note that all music used in this production of this show is the sole property of the artists and recording labels from which the music came. You can follow the Iron Dread Podcast each and every week via SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Like, share, and subscribe to have new episodes automatically downloaded into the device of your choosing each and every week. Please leave a five-star rating and review and help support the show. Thank you for listening to the Iron Dread Podcast, and we'll see you next time.